often we're operating from influences outside ourselves and it's very unconscious and it's often even misaligned with our values. And yet we don't know we're operating, we're practicing every day in things that are misaligned with our values, right? And so if we're not aware of that, if we're not understanding those influences, then we're, we stay unconscious about all the ways that we are doing things that are misaligned with our values. And so I think that's a really important conversation piece here too. Yeah. And I mean, it's just interesting. Like you said, there's so many layers and we can continue to become more and more aware. But what it all kind of comes down to for me is how powerful that awareness is for self-compassion and compassion towards others. If you know there is something deep inside of you that is yearning to be seen, to be known, and to have expression, if there's something you need to reclaim and remember, maybe it's your power, your purpose, your gifts, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Reclaiming Ourselves. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm honored to have three amazing co-hosts, Laura Shook Guzman, Belinda Hahn, and Emily Sikorsi, here with me on this journey to self-discovery. Every week, we're going to help you unravel and remember what it means to reclaim yourself, to own who you are, to recognize your innate worth and greatness. Now, this podcast is a deep dive into self-development, healing, and empowerment. So hold on. Here we go. Welcome back to Reclaiming Ourselves. I'm really excited today to talk a little bit about a topic that is kind of near and dear to my heart. And so, of course, I brought Laura on with me because we have such a great time at kind of unpacking these big topics and the spontaneous flow of, you know, what will kind of unfold. I think that's what makes this podcast so magic is that we don't plan things. We don't try to figure out what questions we're going to ask. It's very spontaneous and we kind of see where these conversations go. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about something I've been exploring a lot in my work, in myself. And it's this idea that there is an intersection between personal and self-development and also the transformation that we need to make in the world, right? When we think about reclaiming ourselves, we often have this idea that there's all this burden on us, that we've got to change, that we've got to transform, that it's our limitations that we need to fix. And we don't always understand that there's a much bigger picture and there's this intersection and bi-directional relationship between our personal selves and the bigger world self, right? And so that's kind of what I want to unpack and talk about because I don't think we can talk about reclaiming ourselves without the context of the bigger picture. So what do you think, Laura? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I just want to comment that I love that about our conversations is that they flow and they aren't scripted. And so we just kind of get to ride the magic of, you know, whatever shows up. And I think that, you know, you're bringing such an important topic to light for many people who are wanting 
to grow and change on a personal level, they often forget that, yeah, you're not existing within a vacuum. You do interact with this world around you. And some of the aspects of our world encourage that level of curiosity and exploration in human development. And then there's other aspects of our modern day world that is very counter to those efforts and like a lot of separation or sense of, you know, just kind of losing our our way and further creating doubts, you know, as we sort of look around in the universe and think, who am I and who am I to create this change? I think it's a message of hope that like traditionally in, in the field of psychology, we, we think about systems, you know, so that we can develop interventions and we can be more, you know, understanding of like everything that's impacting the human. And sometimes that scene is like, here's all of these um, stressors, you know, in the environment that we need to be aware of. But I also think it's a message of hope. And that's like, look at all the things that are maybe conspiring to help the human development, help us all as a species evolve if we take up those invitations. So yeah, I think it's a really interesting one <laughs> to explore. And it's a complex topic. There's no kind of um, very simple explanation. You know, we are, as an individual, being impacted by the systems around us. And that includes our family system, right? Our culture, our community, the way the world is, society, right? The organizational systems like government and I mean, all the things that kind of impact mm -hmm. us. Education. Education, <laughs> yes. And all the things kind of impact us and shift and change things. And we're being influenced by all of those things, just as all those things are being influenced by us. And so I think it's this really interesting you know, thing to look at traditionally, you know, as I've been studying a lot of um, sort of traditional things around transformation, both organizational and social justice, and also, you know, personal development and personal transformation. Typically, there's this separation between the individual or kind of the organization. And so you see in the individual, there's a lot of work on how we feel, what we need to shift inside ourselves. And we don't always look at it in the context of the big bigger environment. And same with like social justice platforms or things that are looking at bigger organizational changes. We look at the organization, but we don't often provide support for the personal development, right? So I think there's this, this really interesting kind of dissection right now in transformation. And, you know, I guess this is quite interesting to me because I do a lot of organizational work and like in terms of transformation. And I do a lot of personal development work in terms of transformation. And I think, you know, I'm watching where a lot of organizations have not taken any interest or uh, priority in supporting the individual transformation within, which is very, very important. And I see that a lot of individuals are not understanding how that, you know, organization or the bigger systems are impacting their transformation. What do you think about that disconnection, Laura? Yeah, I agree. I think that there has been um, traditionally a lot of disconnection historically and that kind of, and it continues, you know, I, I think on one hand, it's this locus of control or this like illusion that for the individual, they feel like, especially in a large organization, that they don't have control over that or they don't have much influence. So they put all of their eggs in a basket, so to speak, of like, well, what can I do? You know, I'm going to be the better person. I'm going to work on myself. Like it doesn't matter, you know, what everything around me is um, doing and saying, I can still do whatever it is. It's, you know, in my intention. And to a certain extent, 
that's true. There's individual agency. So you don't have to wait for an organization to give you permission. You can start being that change from within. But it's really important to realize that if that organization is going counter, if that system is going counter to your personal goals, then you're going to be getting a lot of friction along the way in which that organization or that system keeps pushing back. And then, you know, I think what I see with my clients in therapy is then a fatigue, a discouragement, and a personalization of things like what's wrong with me because I can't get to point A or point B. And it's like, guess what? There's a whole other system here that's possibly pushing back um, on that progress that you're trying to make as an individual. So let's be careful not to just personalize that. Let's look at, well, what could the organization, what could be that larger um, organizing system, what could it be doing that's prohibiting or supporting your personal growth? And so let's look at it from a place of compassion, like, oh, I'll have greater compassion for myself because I realize that it's challenging. Or I have greater insight also into like, oh, that's right. What if I brought to the team this question of how about all of us are being negatively impacted by this organizational component? And what if we all decided to change that to see what would happen for us individually and then collectively? So I think it's a fascinating question, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're talking about reclaiming ourselves, there's this, you know, incredible self-awareness, right? This is a lot of what we talk about in these podcasts, right? In these episodes is like, you know, there's, there's always this underlying idea of self-awareness, how powerful self-awareness is in and of itself. And so I think sometimes when you start to bring up this kind of topic about the intersection, people start to feel like overwhelmed or like, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know what to do about the bigger picture or, you know, I don't know how to change things, but really There's this power and self-awareness to recognize that we are being impacted by systems, you know, in a way beyond our control. To understand that, to have the self-awareness, I do think it brings a lot more self-compassion, right, and self-understanding. And, like, it lets us off the hook because I feel like in the personal development realm and, you know, when we're when we're looking to, to change and transform ourselves, often we take burdens on that aren't ours, right? Often we try to own and be responsible for things that are not ours. And so I think that when we have context, when we're able to, to kind of open our lens to recognize recognize there is bigger influences here that are affecting us. And we can look at that. We can understand that. We can have compassion for that. And we can unburden ourselves with some of that responsibility. So, you know, this isn't a topic of just what do I do, right? And I think, you know, when we talk about social justice and things like that, oftentimes there's um, a lot of activism in that. There's a lot of like, I got to get up and do something. And yes, when we are resourced again, when we are in a position that we are resilient and And we're able to navigate and take action and do the things that need to be done to change the systems in our world, right, that are oppressive and that are holding back these brilliant people and who are not equal, not good, not, you know, just when we we do have to go and actively change those. But it starts with this awareness that there's even a connection. And I think when we have that, we start to, to recognize and even resource ourselves in the awareness, right? Like, Mm -hmm, do you mm -hmm. agree that like so many people 
look at, I've got to go out and take action right now. And I'm not in any way saying don't take action, don't do anything in the world. I'm also saying that awareness is a very powerful thing. And we don't always appreciate that or understand the impact of that. Oh yeah. I 100% agree with this because I feel like sometimes in a therapy session, I'm like holding up the big neon sign of like, this is the message. It's the self-awareness. Like this is going to change everything. And people are like, really? Okay. You know, I know, but now what? And it's like, but the knowing was something that you most likely didn't have before. And without the knowing and the consciousness and the awareness, it's like, there is not that ability to understand and shift or change or bring in compassion because you realize, oh, that's, it's not a personal failure. Like this is a really big shift in the culture that I'm in, or I'm, you know, in a position where traditionally as a woman or as a woman of color, or as, you know, someone who traditionally hasn't had power within the system, I'm being affected in a certain way. And, and being able to understand that context can then help you develop understanding and strategy and, and then possibly bring in support to be like, Hey, this isn't just me that this is happening to. This is happening to a lot of different people in this system. So like what's wrong here that we can change, you know? And I think that that's a part of our human development is to constantly get curious about what is it that amplifies our development? What is it that's impeding our development? And realize that all of us do have different levels of privilege or different levels of agency within systems, you know, and in asking yourself, am I going to, because I have more power within this system, I'm a founder, you know, within the startup space. So I'm creating a company in which I have a lot of agency in creating a very inclusive structure or creating a system that isn't about exhaustion at all cost, you know, or this whole like hustle mentality that's creating a lot of mental health harm. You know, it's like, so where's your agency as you become more and more aware of the systemic influences, where's your agency to do something to create a more positive structure, just something that you've dreamed would be possible what would that mean to create that kind of system in, in the world? So there's, I guess I'm just distinguishing to the agency that happens. You can create a new structure or a system also by in being more aware of how you do that. And then you can also be an advocate within an existing system. I mean, look at our, our educational system. Um, you see a lot of educational reform coming from students and parents themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not often that the people up at the very top are reforming the systems. It's the people that are unfortunately not served by those systems and they start to push back and, you know, for, for change. Yeah. And I think, you know, being aware of the bigger context allows us to make decisions that keep that in mind, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so often we make these kind of siloed decisions, right? Because we're making decisions every day. We're making tons of decisions. Our decisions impact our long-term plans. Our decisions impact what we contribute. Our, you know, our decisions impact so many different things, right? So we kind of all get that and know that. And oftentimes they're, they're kind of siloed into, you know, just what's in front of us, right? So, you know, it's us, it's our day, maybe it's our family, 
But I think when we are, we're holding a broader context of things, then we make more conscious decisions that hold that as well. And that's where I think that self-awareness is so key when we understand, just to kind of bring this kind of back down to the ground for a second, you know, I was listening to someone the other day, um, in Kim Indefo, who is just really, really amazing. And she, she sort of mentioned this picture and, and it just really hit home to me. She said, okay, imagine there's a bridge and I'm paraphrasing obviously. Imagine there's a bridge and there's a hole in the bridge, right? And, you know, people are walking across, they're falling into the water down below. Now, as healers or therapists or self-developers or leaders or trainers, you know, we're pulling people out of the water, right? And we keep pulling people out of the water and we keep pulling people out of the water. That's that all that individual work we're doing. We keep pulling people out of the water, but like people keep falling in, <laughs> right? Because the bridge has a hole in it. So at what point do we recognize that the bridge needs to be fixed rather than just the people pulled out of the water. And it, it does have to be both, right? You know, it's and, this and that. But I think that that was such a great image for me to really recognize like, ah, you know, the bridge is the systems. The bridge is what we're creating in a bigger context that keeps contributing to trauma, that keeps contributing to people needing to have individual healing, right? And when do we fix the system that are the cause and not just put all the burden on the individual to heal themselves. And that really hit home for me. Yes. Oh yeah. I love that illustration. I mean, that really points it out. It's like we could all just be individually trying to get back out or help each other, but then that whole continues. And I think that, you know, this was one of the things that we saw during COVID that really changed us, you know, it changed our development, it changed what we thought was possible. Prior to COVID, these systems were unmovable. Like there's just so many systems that we just looked at and thought, there's just no way there's ever going to be change or it's just going to take hundreds and thousands of years. But what was interesting is that pattern interrupt of COVID creating a response that was so immediate and so universal of like shutting down airports and everyone going home and not working from the office and like all of these big moving systems, like all of these things where we had been walking around those holes and falling into holes and everyone was like, there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, having that global pandemic and having to everyone mobilize, it was really interesting to see what could happen. Oh, really? We could just stop that. We could just say, yep, no traveling or no going to work or everyone wearing a mask. And, you know, it's just interesting. I think that that has opened a lot of people's eyes to the fact that change can happen in a really short amount of time and at a very large scale. And yes, that also just exposed lots of more holes too. And, you know, um, so it wasn't a, a pattern interrupt that all of a sudden we, we have all the solutions now, but I think it opened a lot of people's eyes and the consciousness to what can happen if we have to do really drastic change. And I think that there are a lot of advocates in the world that are trying to speak to like, these are the holes, these are the holes, these, you know, the social justice and inequality and all these things. Like, can we please like not let's not just close our eyes and keep marching. Like let's right. really understand. And I think to your point, 
this is where the bi-directional piece is really important because yes, the system can change and we all need to be looking at that. And we're more adept at seeing the holes when we're doing the personal work within ourselves as well. As we raise our awareness and our consciousness, then we can see the things within the system that we want to see different. We want to change or shift. So it's so important that both things are occurring. Yes. And, you know, I think what's really important to acknowledge too in this thread is that as humans, one of the things that's really important is, right, is that we have this inherent need to belong, right? So that's that's one, kind of one piece of it. And we also, in order to be whole, in order to be healthy and thriving humans, we need to have a sense of spirituality. Now, when I say spirituality... I'm not talking about religion. I'm not even talking about woo-woo spirituality. I'm I'm talking about a sense that we are part of something bigger, right? Part of something beyond ourselves. And so that can be nature, right? That can be the land. That can be spirit. That can be any number of things. But we actually require that as humans to thrive. And so if we're not taking into account the context that we live in, then we're missing out on something. If we always just kind of see ourselves in this small space or ourselves in this small world, we're missing out on something that's very important for our human happiness, for our human joy, right? This this ability to belong to something bigger than ourselves and to to notice and be aware that, that there is something bigger. And I think that that's important in this topic because a lot of times we don't take into context the bigger picture or the bigger things that are influencing us. And that can be good or bad, right? Nature is a bigger thing that influences us, right? If we were more connected to the land, and this is something, you know, again, to be more aware of, if we were more connected to the land, we would have this more grounded ability to, to feel that bigger picture, right? To feel that, that sort of spiritual connection. And so you know, there's all these things that I think we have to broaden our view to recognize the context of, of us in a bigger system. And I think when we do that, we're we're able to reclaim pieces of ourselves that we've ignored, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, this reclaiming of self, we've spent a lot of time, I think, on this podcast talking about that individual component and, you know, how to reclaim our power and how to reclaim ourselves. And that's so important in this journey. And recognizing we're part of something bigger, whether good or bad, right, or both, right, and both, that helps us reclaim something as well. Being able to reclaim our place in things, being able to reclaim our culture, being able to reclaim how we organize ourselves, where we fit, right? There's there's all these pieces that I think we have to take into account. And so, you know, this is a, an exploratory conversation, right? There's no definitive way to do this. It's just that I think we have to talk about this more, bring this up more in our conversations, that it isn't just us in a silo, it's us in the world. And we have to kind of navigate and reflect on and understand our connections connection to it all instead of just kind of focusing on our, you know, just reclaiming ourself and our individual self, that there is a broader picture here that we need to reclaim. I know for myself in some of the work I've done, particularly in racism and white supremacy, like starting to look at those pieces in myself, right? Being white, being a white woman, 
being middle class, being American, right? You know, understanding the context in which I've lived, the context in which I contribute to, right? And understanding all of that has helped me to broaden my view, make different choices, heal on levels that I didn't even think I needed to heal on, and reclaim things that were really important part of my whole self. And so that's what this conversation is about, is looking at things from a different perspective so that we're able to kind of broaden our view of what we're reclaiming. Yes, yes. And back to what you had said earlier, and with that awareness comes choice and change. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think that that's what I really hear you leading this whole conversation with is this is about the awareness, the broadening of the awareness from just the individual, you know, to all of these interdimensional components between us and the systems and between other people. And, you know, especially like there are now more people saying, okay, I do need to get into therapy or I do need to have more personal development or insight or understanding, you know, and you can kind of go too far in that direction of just like thinking of yourself within this vacuum and yet the placemaking of like, where are you and how do you belong and what, which, which communities and how does that system and how does, you know, how do all of these things impact who we are and what are those ripple effects of us shifting who we are individually? How does that affect across the systems? And then how do those systems continue to possibly support our return and reclaim or how do they impede our desire? And there's, you know, what's really interesting in the field of psychology when I'm sitting with clients, like I'm often thinking about, you know, what are those legacy burdens that my clients are carrying from, you know, their family systems, Mm -hmm. generational, so many generations before. And there's really interesting stories, you know, where people will have memories of, um, or, feelings of things that they were never explicitly told, but it's like the, this family emotional inheritance or this legacy that's passed on. So all of these different things are also, so the systems have very explicit messaging and explicit values. And then there's also all of these implicit, you know, well, I don't know, I've always done it that way, or that's how my family's always talked about feelings or how we how we've addressed conflict or how we just see the world as as either welcoming or or threatening you know and in just all of these different things that are a part of our larger systems that you know we can't ignore how powerful those influences are on who we are developing and becoming as humans. Yeah. And if you look at it, I mean, so much of the individual healing and the individual work we're doing is related to how we were impacted by bigger systems. Right? Mm-hmm. I've been reading this really great book um, by Stacey Haynes called The Politics of Trauma. Yes. I love Stacey Haynes. That? Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't read too. that book, but I love her teachings. Yeah. It's such a great book. And she talks a little bit in there about like the sites of trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, she has this great model for looking at how there's like this individual, you know, the individual site in which we experience trauma or something happens to us, but then how we're affected by all of the bigger circles, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, family, institutions, you know, all, all of these things that are constantly impacting us. We're impacting them, right? It's this bi directional relationship. But if we don't understand that bigger context, you know, 
know, we're not able to really address the healing in a way. Like mm-hmm. we can only heal so much in the silo or we can only heal so much on an individual level without taking into context things that are affecting us on a daily basis. And I think about this a lot, you know, of course, with um, people who are in traumatic situations nonstop, right? Whether that's like domestic violence or racism, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, anyone who is is involved in our world <laughs> that has a different colored skin, they are constantly navigating racism. And so there's the trauma happening all the time. There's no escaping mm-hmm. it. There's no getting rid of it. There's no abandoning it. And so, you know, how do we navigate these systems so that we understand there is just, there's this huge context. And I think, you know, definitely I know for me as a white person, the more that I am becoming aware of all of this context, right? The more I am navigating my own contribution to things, the more I'm seeing the bigger picture, the more conscious I'm able to be the more choices I'm able to make that make a better world, right? And I mean, that's endless. Like there's so many more things I could do. There's so many more things we all could do. But I think it's all about understanding. It really starts with the awareness about what's happening outside of us and how systems are influencing us and, you know, what that looks like and how we can reclaim our own values. Because, you know, I think as part of this conversation, I think one of the other really key points is that, often we're operating from influences outside ourselves and it's very unconscious and it's often even misaligned with our values. And yet we don't know we're operating, we're practicing every day in things that are misaligned with our values, right? And so if we're not aware of that, if we're not understanding those influences, then we're, we stay unconscious about all the ways that we are doing things that are misaligned with our values. And so I think that's a really important conversation piece here too. Yeah. And I mean, it's just interesting. Like you said, there's so many layers and we can continue to become more and more aware. But what it all kind of comes down to for me is how powerful that awareness is for self-compassion and compassion towards others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the three tenets of compassion being just understanding things as a part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Like this is a part of the human condition that we exist within all of these different systems and that when we're struggling, maybe it's not like, oh, something's wrong with me, but oh, something's happening to me here in this context. Like I am a person who has less power or privilege here, or I have more power or privilege mm-hmm. here and you know how that affects the way we see ourselves. Cause I think that that is, you know, what I'm always working with in the therapy room with clients is a moving away from this, just what's wrong with me and this mm-hmm. critical voice of like, I'm just a failure for some reason. I can't do this or I can't make inroads or I'll never be happy or figure this out. And it's like just being able to position that human angst within the bigger picture of like, look, this is hard for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that's another thing that's kind of happened during the global pandemic is there's been more understanding of there's a lot of suffering and there's a lot of discontent and there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of, you know, so how do we just understand 
how the systems are perpetuating that or, you know, what I can do on an individual level to feel like I've got a sense of power or reclaiming my power or being able to support others who have less power. So, I mean, like you said, this is a really big conversation, but I like bringing it back to the illustration you shared of just, you know, are we going to keep walking across and falling in the holes and picking each other up? Or do we, at some point we pull back and say, oh, like there's a lot of holes in the system. There's a lot of ways in which people are being harmed. And I wonder what we could do to, to point these out, to, to repair, to, to just bring conscious awareness to the fact that you're not somehow doing something wrong. You just, you had to walk across that hole. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, like I have like so many threads I want to pull. So it's always like hard to be like, okay, which one do I pull for? But, you know, I think I know for myself, I feel like I'm a a fairly resilient, you know, I definitely define as a survivor, right? I've been through a lot in my life and I feel like, you know, I have done it on my own. I have survived on my own. And I think for a lot of high, high achievers and also survivors, we can sort of identify with this self-development or this transformation as all personal, right? As all like, I can do it. I'm going to do it on my own. Like we can actually disconnect from the relational component, right? But, you know, the more I learn about myself, the more I learn about our humanity, our psychology, our neuroscience, right? All of these things, the more I recognize that we as humans are relational. Everything is relational. We don't become who we are because of just ourselves, right? We become who we are because of our relationships, whether that's to the world, to society, to our workplace, to our friends, to our family. And so it's really relational. And I think in the self-development world, a lot of us have kind of made it all personal. Like we can just empower ourselves. We can just go off and do what we need to do to be empowered and wonderful. And that's true. And everything is relational. And we can't ignore the impact that our relationships have had to us or the impact that we have to the world, right? So there's this like huge relational component that I feel like, you know, hasn't been brought up or talked about enough in these kind of transformational self-development circles. And I think it's a really important topic that we need to be having. It's also why a lot of self-development can ignore or bypass the social injustices that are happening because it's all about the individual. It's They're not taking into context the bigger picture of what we're all contributing to. And really a lot of self-development is for the privileged, right? It's for the privileged. It's often co-opting other cultures and other things that are happening in the world. And so there's, this is like a, you know, that's like really like a whole conversation in and of itself. But the other kind of thread I wanted to pull really briefly is when you talked about the more context and awareness we have of the systems, the more empathy we can have. And I think that is a really important piece because we do have more self-compassion on ourselves when we recognize we've been impacted by systems beyond our control. And we do have more empathy with others when we realize they've been impacted by systems. And I think about this a lot um, sometimes with my husband it's easy as like, you know, I'm a very passionate, you know, woman who, you know, wants gender equality, has always fought for gender equality. Like there's a, there's a lot of stuff. And so I can easily 
you know, kind of look at white entitled men, right? <laughs> and kind of have this perspective that, oh, well, they have all the privilege. They need to, you know, kind of take it down a peg or two. They need to have more humility. And then as I recognize that they are also very, very impacted and influenced by the system, that often who they become in this entitledness or this privilege is what has been given to them from the system, it doesn't excuse the personal responsibility we have in anything, but it does allow me to have more empathy, you know, for my husband or for, you know, white men, that they are also influenced and involved in a system that continues to perpetuate all of those attitudes and feelings and, you know, roles and identities. And it allows me to have so much more compassion for everyone. And I think, again, it's an intersection. We're talking about both individual transformation and a bigger picture society, social justice, organizational transformation. And we're talking about personal responsibility and also understanding that there is influences that are unconscious, influences that are powerful for every person. So it's this juxtaposition. It's this, it's this connection. It's this wholeness that I feel like we have to broaden our perspective to so that it's not either or. Yes. It is the and, as you talked about earlier, it is the interaction, the interdependency, the relational component of what it means to be human. And that, yes, we're not sitting over here in a silo, just an individual person, not being impacted by all of the relationships and all of the messages. And in hmm. some of these things we've internalized, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a part of that system. And, and so that makes me good, or I'm not a part of that system. So that mm -hmm. makes me bad. You know, there's all these ways which we've internalized um, messages about our value. And yet those things can be explored. And those things can be continued. Some of those relational components, we want to have the positive that comes with those systems. Mm -hmm. But we also, we have to be aware of, of all the different messages. And if you're feeling stuck in your individual reclaiming, then that might be a time to be like, well, what are the systemic influences on me right now that might not be supporting the direction that I want to grow, you know, go into or that I'm trying to grow. So just becoming aware. And then how do you find more supportive systems that are going to reflect back your values or support you going in that direction? And I think that's ultimately the thing, right? Is that mm -hmm. as we become more aware, we want to be making choices that are more in alignment with our values. And I know for myself, particularly in some of the social justice work that I've been doing or in some of the reflection on my own racism, one of the things that I've recognized is that I make a lot of unconscious decisions, right, that impact other people. And I make a lot of unconscious decisions that don't support people, but supporting people and all people, right, is very aligned with my values. And yet I'm operating in these bigger systems with very indoctrinated beliefs or ideas or thoughts or behaviors that are have influenced me my whole life. 
and I'm not conscious of them. And so the more conscious I am of things, and this is an endless process, right? I don't ever mm-hmm. think I'll be fully conscious of it all. But the more conscious I am, the more ability I am to make decisions that align with my values, that have more impact and support for all people. And so I think that's the piece. It's this awareness that we are part of something bigger, that reclaiming ourselves cannot just be about reclaiming our individual self, but is reclaiming ourselves in the context of things. And when we can do that, there's even more growth, there's even more transformation. And we open up a relational, bi-directional piece of our lives that is actually very, very important in this work. 100% agree. I'm grateful for this conversation because hopefully it's just, you know, listeners are thinking about all of the different intersections between them themselves individually and the systems that they exist within. Yeah. And I mean, some of the questions that, you know, I do this individual work because, you know, we have the power to do individual work, right? Mm -hmm. So in my individual work, some of the self-awareness and questions I ask myself is how am I influenced by these bigger processes? Like how am I influenced by being in the white privilege system, right? You know, like how have I been influenced in that way? Um, How have I been influenced by being American, right? How have I been influenced by being in in like a self-development circles, right? I've been in a lot of self-development circles. How has that influenced me? How has that impacted me? How have I been, been being in business circles, right? So that's some of the work I've done as well. Like, you know, having a business for 22 years, what does it feel like to have been in business circles? What, how has that influenced the way to think, the way that I operate, the way that I work? And so we can start to ask these questions of like, how have these systems influenced me? me so that we start to recognize more of that context and more of that relationship. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yay. Well, thank you all for joining us today. I hope this was just a conversation that planted some seeds, right? Maybe brought a different perspective, but I think it's a very important conversation we need to be having a lot more of. So thank you for joining us and we will see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Reclaiming Ourselves. Looking for a speaker for your organization or want to dive deeper into the process of reclaiming yourself? I would love an opportunity to work with you. You can find more about my services, read articles, and listen to all of my podcast episodes at soniastatman.com. Have an amazing day and thanks for listening. See you next time.